Welcome to track number four of God's Banquet. Jesus gives, Jesus gives, 
salvation, yeah, yeah, God has called us to his banquet. And you can't go without salvation. Chapter, nine, chapter 19, verse number 7. Or let's read from verse 6. And I heard as it were the voice of a great multitude, and as the voice of many waters, and as the voice of mighty thunderings, saying, um, Hallelujah, for the Lord God, Almighty, Omnipotent, reigneth. Amen. Okay, verse 7. Let us be glad and rejoice and give honor to him for the marriage of the Lamb is come and his wife has made herself ready. And to her was granted that she should be arrayed in fine linen, clean and white, for the fine linen is the righteousness of the saints. Verse 9. And he said unto me, Write, Blessed are they which are called unto the marriage supper of the Lamb. And he saith unto me, These are the true saints of God. Amen. I want us to, as we continue in this camp, now that we are awake, you can attend a banquet. How many are awake now? Are you ready to eat? Okay. Brush your teeth. You've done everything. Okay. So now, I want us to look at the, understand the mystery of the great banquets of the Bible. There are many, many references to great banquets in the Bible. And the fact that God has actually invited us to a great banquet. Amen. Tell your neighbor, neighbor, there's a great banquet somewhere. Amen. In fact, the invitation to the Lord, to the work of the Lord, can best be described as an invitation to a banquet. Amen. Are you listening to me? Mr. Soundman, I need a little bit of... Right? Volume. Is it a lady? Sound lady? Alright. So that I don't have to shout. You get it? Power. Hello? I need to feel it. Amen. Alright. Good. Better. Let us be glad and rejoice and give honor unto him for the marriage of the lamb and of his wife for the marriage of the lamb is come and his wife has made herself ready. Wow. Are you excited about the fact that there is the marriage of a lamb? Marriage of a lamb. Amen. And his wife has made herself ready. Alright? 
And to her was granted that she should be arrayed in fine linen, clean and white. For the fine linen is the righteousness of the saints. Amen. Are you there? And he said unto me, Write, Blessed are they which are called to the marriage supper of the Lamb. And he said unto me, These are the true sayings of God. So, when God is calling you, when God is inviting you to work for Him, when God is inviting you to serve Him, when God is inviting you to come closer to Him, to come nearer to Him, what He is doing is that He is inviting you to a banquet. Yeah. If people knew the kind of banquet that God was inviting them to, they would never say, Pastor, can I see you after church to discuss the banquet? People don't discuss when you are being invited to important banquets. Amen? You're not, you, don't, you don't discuss, you go. You go. That is why when people go to the White House, and they are invited to dinner with the president, or they are invited to dinner, some kind of... They always take pictures. Because it's an honor. One day my mother-in-law went to the White House. I don't know whether it was a White House, but then she went to the White House and she brought back a picture of President Clinton hugging her. Wow. And my father-in-law was looking at the picture. Wow. Amen. Everybody wants to go to an important banquet. But perhaps the revelation that the invitation that God is giving us is actually an invitation to a banquet. I didn't know what God was calling me to. So what I'm trying to help you to understand is that God is calling you to a banquet of some sort. Now, exactly how the banquet will be, I don't know. But what I know is that it says, Blessed are they which are called unto the marriage supper of the Lamb. Blessed are those who are invited to the marriage supper of the Lamb. So, there is going to be a marriage. The bride is going to make herself ready. There's going to be a big feast. There's going to be a big marriage. And it's going to be a big invitation. And I mean, we've got to be there. Are you going to be there? Are you going to be there? How many are going to be there? How many love banquets? Do you love banquets? One day I was in Korea. And uh, I had come there for the very first time. I think it was the very first time. And uh, I don't know how come but I was invited to a banquet. Yeah. And when I came into the banquet, I mean, you, you, when you talk of banquet, you need to go to Korea to understand the levels of banquet and levels of banqueting. Yeah. When I, when I got into the room, there were several round tables with all kinds of cutlery. How many have ever been to dinner? You, you have so many cutlery, so many piece of cutlery, you don't know which one is for what. The key is to wait patiently. Pretend that you are just drinking. 
But what it is is that you are watching. Hey! So that you know what to do. And what not to do. Suddenly, I was approached by a billionaire. And the billionaire said, can I come with him, please? At that time, I didn't know he was a billionaire. It was later that I found out he was a billionaire. And he said, follow me, please. And he escorted me to sit at Yongicho's table. To sit by Yongicho. First time. You, you, you should not take for granted some of these blessings. Yeah. He invited me to sit by him. And I sat there. My wife sat by him. I remember my wife was pregnant. I remember at that time because he asked me, how many children do you have? And I said, I have three and a half children. Because the last one was in there attending the banquet. Hallelujah. Are you listening to me? But what a great honor it was. And I was given a, a tag, VIP. Yeah, they gave me a tag, VIP. And I was invited to the banquet. And there I was. I was feeling so powerfully blessed. Since then, I have been for many, many banquets with Dr. David Yongicho. One time I was at a banquet with Dr. Yongicho. Then I suddenly felt a tap on my on this shoulder, the right one. Somebody tapped me on the right shoulder. And I was sitting at the table, round table. They love round tables. <laughs> when I turned to see who was standing, it was Benny Hinn. Wow. You, you, I have a message called Who's Who at the Banquet. <laughs> who is who at the banquet? And when I tell Benny Hinn, huh? I stood up. I shook hands with him. I've listened to the messages. I've listened to the songs. Learned how to do it. Tried. Here at the banquet. Benihin himself. Not that I was calling him. Not that I was trying to see him. Not that I've applied for visitation permit. No. The tap was on this shoulder. May you receive such a tap. Amen. Are you there? So, I want you to always think of anything. If you were invited to this camp, you were invited for a banquet. It's a feast. Amen. Is it not a feast? Yeah, it's a feast. But you may never know limited. You know, there is a company in Ghana called You May Never Know Limited. <laughs> You may never know limited that it's a feast. Till you've attended one or two camps, then you realize that it, it was actually a, a feast that was sometimes you feel oh, I'm being invited for this. They want this from me. They want that. They want this. They want this. They want this. But actually, as you come and you find you find out that you've been invited to a feast. When you work for the Lord, since I came to work for Jesus, I found out that He had invited me for a banquet. But people don't know that it's a banquet. And that is why they have so many things that they say. If God is inviting you to work for him, be a shepherd, be this, be that. Oh man, I tell you, it's a banquet. 
God is inviting you to be honored. You are going to be honored. You are going to enjoy. You are going to be a VIP. Did you hear what I said? I said VIP. Amen. God is making you a VIP. Very important person. Anybody who comes to work for the Lord is being made into a VIP. When Yongi Cho put on a tag on me, VIP. Ah, I was surprised. VIP. And now I was walking all over the place. VIP. VIP. Then, the next day I saw a big bus. And they had written on it, CGI board members and VIPs only. I look at my tag and I said, I am one. I'm one. I VIP. And I went on the bus. It's a powerful banquet. Is it not powerful? Amen. So this is one of the... I, I love this. This is my favorite banquet. The Revelations banquet in the Bible. You know, where he said that the, the bride has made herself ready. Blessed is he who is invited to this banquet. And I believe that blessed is everyone who comes to the salvation of the Lord and who is invited to this banquet. And that is why we want to spend all our lives inviting people to Christ. Inviting people. I mean, you think about it, somebody who is on drugs, somebody who is a gangster, somebody who is a drug dealer, somebody who is into sin, every kind of life, evil, and God, and you hear me preaching and say, come to Jesus. What am I inviting the person to? Huh? Think about it. Is it, is it are you inviting the person to sacrifice? We may mention the word sacrifice, but really the secret behind the sacrifice is that it's a banquet. All those things are said to frighten you and make you have the right attitude. But really, it's a banquet. Yeah. You know, sometimes God will be telling you that you are going to suffer, you are going to sacrifice. Sometimes when I look at the Lord, I realize that the reason why He tells us those things is to have the right attitude. But it's not that He wants to take away certain things from you. When He took Abraham and He said, Give me your child, your only child. Sacrifice him. It wasn't because he wanted to kill people's children. It was he wanted Abraham to have the right attitude. You must have the right attitude when you work for God. That is why people who come into full-time ministry must have the right attitude. If you don't have the right attitude, you cannot do well in full-time ministry. You must have the attitude of, I'm losing, I'm giving up everything. What have I lost since I came to work for the Lord? When I look at it, look at I'm here. I'm coming to see wild animals. For the life of me, I don't know what job I would have done in this life that would have brought me to such a place. To see a buffalo. I would never have seen a buffalo. Yeah. For the life of me, I don't know what it means, but I, I feel like saying it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's a sentence. <laughs> what would have made me see I mean lions. The last time I was in Kenya, I saw lions physically with my eye. Not that they say. I saw. Tell some, not that they say. Yeah, I saw. I saw. Real lions. Buffaloes. Practically. Elephants. Practically. What a blessing. 
Because God is saying, give up everything. Give up medicine. Which doctor sees lions? Which doctor sees lions? They see needles, blood, this, that, all kinds of things. It's a blessing. Which doctor will have people sitting down there happily waiting to, for somebody to come and preach to talk to them happily? Honoring you. Ah. You know, in all my medical experience, I can remember two people who were so grateful. Yeah, two people. One lady, she had a baby, and I sewed her up after she, after she had a baby. You know, I met her. She was, I mean, she treated me like God. Thank you so much, doctor. Thank you. I was a medical student. She was calling me doctor. I said, doctor, thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you. She felt really blessed. And one day I was flying from South Africa to Ghana. To Ghana. I was a pastor. And then a man talked to me and said, you, you were a doctor in Kolebu and you looked after me. He remembered. These are the two people that I can remember. All the years. But as a preacher, I can see so many people. They, they love me because I preached to them. I didn't give them any injections, but they love you. <laughs> is it not amazing? How many realize that God is actually inviting you to a banquet? Actually, that's what it is. So you are going to give up. You will lose this. You will suffer. You, will die. you heard me preaching. I've written a, a new book called um, uh, Dying, Suffering, Losing. And uh, what? Suffering, losing, dying, and losing, sacrificing, and losing. And when I gave it to the artist, he brought the cover, red and black, losing, sacrifice, die. I said, my friend, you are lost. Go and change the color. Change the color. The book looked like a funeral. Losing is not such a bad thing. Jesus said, if any man lose, he will gain. If he loses his life, he will gain his life. Many people are not gaining their life because we are not telling them to lose something. So we keep on feeling that, trying to make excuses for God. We have to tell the people, it's a great thing to repeat the words of Jesus to people. When Jesus told us, you will see how many things you must suffer for me. It's part of Christianity. And if you don't suffer for Christ, you suffer for something else. Most of the people in the world are suffering. People are suffering. They're suffering in some other way. You lose in another way. You suffer in another way. I know somebody who's become a multi-millionaire. In fact, I remember one time having dinner with this millionaire. And as I look at this person, he has gotten the whole world, but he has lost his life. He has lost his wife. He has lost his children. He has lost his whole life. You've got everything. And he, he suffers in another way. He's lost his children. He's lost his everything. But he's got millions. And so we don't have to present the message that God is calling us. Come. Come to me. Come to me. You know, there are many things that make me cry. Maybe I'm a little soft in some places. But sometimes when I see 
the grace of God and what the Lord has done. Sometimes I see people saying thank you. You know, I just preached somewhere. And when I finished preaching, the pastor was saying thank you for coming. And he wanted to cry in the pulpit. He was, he was holding back. He said, you don't know what it means that you came here to preach to us. I said, wow. It touches my heart. You may never know limited. So when God is saying, come, lose. Don't think it's something bad. Give up your time. As you come here, you've given up your job for two days or three days. You think you are losing. You are not losing anything. You, your marriage will be helped. Your life will be helped. Your business will be Even already your life has been helped. Even up to now, since you came. We've just started, but you're ready. Even your marriage. Because we always talk about marriage. Is it true or not true? Yeah. Yeah. You find that you are an ordinary person. You find that you are an ordinary person. So this kind of, there's an attitude. That's why I said, let me call it what it is called in the Bible. It's called that way in the book of Revelation. So in the book where things are revealed, it's revealed that actually the thing is a banquet. So when they say, take up your cross, this, <laughs> it's all a kind of facade. It's just presented so that you have the right mind and right attitude. Yes, you will lose. Yes, you will suffer. Yes, you will sacrifice. That is the facade, is the veil that keeps you from even seeing the banquet. Because God doesn't want people who are rushing towards banquets. Rushing towards money. Rushing towards everything that seems to be nice. That's the only thing you go for. Because in this life, you want to serve God. You can't just approach or go towards things that look nice. Sometimes I send people somewhere and I say, you know, go here like Pastor Obi. I sent him to South Africa. Originally, he was not coming to Kenya. I sent him to South Africa. And he told me, Bishop, okay, I'm going to survey the land. And anytime somebody goes to survey, he doesn't go again. <laughs> yeah. he, he, he surveyed. As soon as you survey, you don't go again. I want to check it out. I want to check it out. There's nothing to check out. There's all just go. Just go. Yeah. So after he surveyed, huh? he went to survey. <laughs> and after surveying, he didn't go again. I want to go and say, let me go and survey the cross you have presented. Can I see whether the cross is okay? You look at the cross, it says blood. So my blood will come this way, right? It will come this way. Or will it drop directly down or it will drip through the side? How much of my blood will go? So how many nails will there be? As you analyze the nails, you analyze the wood, you analyze the cross, finish. It's over. That's why I said, don't color my book red. When I say sacrifice, it's one of the most important and important invitations God is 
filtering the invitation. Come with the mind that I'm, I'm losing everything. Come with that mind. Come with the mind. I've lost my son. I've lost my child. I've lost my marriage. I've lost my happiness. I've lost car. I've lost this. I've lost everything. Come with that mind. Don't color my book red and black. Don't change an important message into a message of darkness and gloom. No, this is the way God invites you. But behind it is a banquet. And that's why you see in the book of Revelations where things are revealed, you see that the banquet, it was a banquet. It was a banquet. How? So that is the first banquet. Number two. The next banquet is the banquet of the virgins. Then shall the kingdom of heaven be likened unto ten virgins which took their lamps and went forth to meet the bridegroom. Five of them were wise, five of them were foolish. They that were foolish took their lamps and took no oil with them. But the wise took oil in their vessels with the lamps. But while the bridegroom tarried, they all slumbered and slept. And at midnight there was a cry. And behold, the bridegroom cometh. Go ye out to meet him. Then all those virgins arose and trimmed their lamps. The foolish said to the wise, Give us of your oil, for our lamps are gone out. But the wise answered, saying, Not so, lest there not be enough for us and for you. Go to them that sell and buy. And they went to buy, and the bridegroom came, and they that were ready went with him into the marriage. And their door was shut. And afterward came also the other virgins, saying, Lord, Lord, open to us. But he answered and said, Verily I say unto you, I know you not. Watch therefore, for you know neither the day nor the hour when the Son of Man cometh. This is another important banquet. The marriage of this story about the ten virgins. I call it the virgin's banquet. The first one is the, the final banquet in the book of Revelations. Here again, you see Jesus is using an analogy and explaining that the kingdom of heaven is actually an invitation to a marriage feast, a marriage banquet. That's actually what I am doing here on earth, is inviting people to a marriage. Yeah. A wedding. Huh. That's why I said, don't color my book red and black. Yeah, it's not a funeral you are being invited to. You are being invited to, but the words that are being on the invitation card are suffer, lose, sacrifice, and die. This is the invitation card. <laughs> and it will filter the people, the attitudes of the people. What have I suffered since I came to know the Lord? Since I've been serving the Lord and trying to preach. Eh? God has rather given me things which I would never have experienced if I want to be honest. One day I went to play golf on the golf course. And uh, somebody was criticizing me. Mr. Saki was sitting behind the man. And, he, and the, the man was doing his shoelaces. Or Mr. Saki was doing his shoelaces. And the man was criticizing us. You know. He said, look at this doctor. 
Instead of working at the hospital, he's come here to play golf. If he was working at the hospital, would he be playing golf here? So Bishop Saki took the guy up. He said, Sir, respect yourself. Respect yourself. Hey, it was not easy for the man that day. And we faced the man. He faced the man. He came to call me and I went with him and we, we sorted the man out on the golf course. Hey, we have had a number of clashes on that golf course. We sorted the guy out fully. Then at a point he started, oh, I've been listening to your message. And I said, don't say you are listening to my message. When we faced the guy and we went home later, as the weeks and the months went by, I was thinking about what the guy said. That if you were a doctor, would you be here playing? And I realized that it is true. <laughs> it is true. It is. You see, even though we blattered the guy, it is a fact. <laughs> it's a fact. If we were a doctor doing whatever, will I be there playing? I will not. I will not. I will not. Yes, God, God should, that's why you should pray forgiveness every day. But the guy was just speaking the truth. <laughs> if you were a doctor seriously working in the hospital, would you be there? Not likely. I mean, there are a few doctors play, but I know only one doctor who plays golf at that golf course on a Monday morning. Huh? You are joking. Some of, the pa- some of us pastors, nobody would have even greeted you. Tell the truth. <laughs> yeah. Nobody would have known you. Nothing. But through the grace of the Lord and uh, the invitation that the Lord gave to you to work for Him, you get it. You are now being blessed in the house of the Lord. Alright? People call you daddy. Mm-hmm. And you respond. They call you Papa. They call you Father. They call you Mama. Mommy. Ma. Lady P. Lady Rev. LP. LP. My, my wife is called Mommy. And they, they always tell her, this is Mommy. And so now a lot of people call Mommy. Ma. Mommy, Daddy. Sometimes I look at my children, my children look at me and they, they call me Daddy and then people also call me Daddy. As naturally as it's the most natural thing for them to call me Daddy. That's how I am with them. It's most natural. This one calls that the biological and the non-biological one. They are all the same children. It's just too fantastic. And if you were a doctor working at the... Will you have seen it? Again? Tell the truth. Witness will have called me Daddy. He <laughs> said, Doc, Doc. <laughs> so the whole thing I tell you has been camouflaged. This invitation by God to work for Him, to come to salvation, it's, a, it's just a camouflage. But you see, we don't have to change the camouflage, we don't have to change the invitation card and write new things. Of, come for money. Come and get riches. You shall prosper. You shall. We are changing the cards. 
and that card, when you change it, you get all sorts of people. Yeah, you are, we are getting the wrong people whom God hasn't even called, who have never have invited. They responded yes to money. And there are many churches that are filled with money lovers, but not filled with lovers of God. And so the pastor, when he feels the money lovers, he has to preach the money-loving message. Sunday after Sunday to satisfy these money lovers. You have to give them millionaire's kids. You have to give them teachings of abundance, prosperity, how to make it, whatever. Because that is all that we are inviting people with. Get your money, get your house, get your child, get your this, get your that. Everything. Christ has even been pushed aside. It's because we changed the invitation card. But behind it all, it's a banquet. And that banquet, you will, you will, money. There is nobody in the Bible that God serves God that is poor. If you like, read it carefully and see. But you must, as a Christian, be able to be poor. A Christian who doesn't know how to be poor is not a good Christian. You have to know how to be poor, a poor person, and do well. Because it may not be that God will give you that money or give it to you at a certain time. So poverty is part of Christianity. Paul said, I know how to. I know how to abound. I know how to abase. I know how to be rich. I know how to be hungry. I know how to be full. It's something I know. Sometimes you're a young person, you have been sent to the mission field. Even then, you don't know how to be hungry. You don't know how to be hungry. Yesterday when I came, I've traveled from whatever. I've hardly eaten anything from yesterday to today. When I, when I came, I wasn't giving any food. I went to buy, I know how to be hungry. This morning, I haven't eaten anything. I know how to be hungry. I've not, had, I've not eaten a drop of anything. I, I know how to be hungry. I also know how to be full. When I need to be full, when I want to be full. Yeah. I ask for you, you can't be poor, you don't know how to live under certain circumstances, you don't know how to stay in certain places, you, every place has to have air conditioner, everything has to have this, everything, you, have to, you don't know how, you don't know how to serve God. You don't know how to serve God. Yeah. Yeah. And we should not change the invitation card of God. But I am coming to just give you a small, I will draw the curtain this way. Everybody will see the banquet, then I close it again, and then we continue. Yeah. God hasn't made me poor in the slightest form of fashion after following him and leaving medicine. In the slightest form of fashion. All I need to do is to take my, take my text. Maybe I should do it as an experiment. I'll just send a text. Please buy me a Benz Benz today I'm sending it yeah what do you see please buy me a Benz today full stop full stop all I have to do is to send it send I know I have some particular people who can buy it I'll send, I'll send it to you. I'll send it. Yeah. Send it to you. That's all. Yeah. That's all. You to buy a Benz. God hasn't taken away anything from me. 
for serving him. He's giving me more, a banquet. And you see, when he will mature you so much that those things have no meaning to you. Yeah. Hey. Amen. So when God is inviting you, come work for me. Come serve. Come be in the house of the Lord. You think that? Hmm. Um, you see, you see, you, <laughs> you have a certain way of uh, explaining things. But um, I have a slightly different philosophy. And uh, I, I believe in a prosperity. You, you seem to be against prosperity, Pastor. You who are for prosperity, send a text now and see whether you will get your best. Who, okay, who, who will you send a text to? <laughs> Today I have a car which is air-conditioned. It has electric windows, CD player, no fridge, no fridge. But it's, a, it's an idea. I better get a fridge. What else is in my car? Radio, airbags, and I have, I have, I have. I can have a driver. Only I don't like driver because they listen to you when you are talking. They listen to everything that you say. I don't, I don't like drivers at all. I prefer to drive myself. I can speak freely. Yeah. So I can assume I have a chauffeur driven car, air conditioned, CD player, radio. Oh, yeah. God has invited me to a banquet. When I go to Korea, if you like, come with me, get the same flight with me. We land in Seoul together. You will see how I will be met at the airport. A car that you haven't seen one before. First of all, at the airport, my name will be lifted up like this. You see my name there like that. Make sure you are on the same flight. October, make sure we are on the same flight. You see my name lifted like this. And you will see some people there, delegation, that have come for me. And they will escort me to my car with my driver. A Korean man will drive me and I'll sit at the back. If you like, come, I'll put you on the side. Ah. When I sit in the car, from the airport to my hotel, I have to discover the control panels for the seat that I'm on, the back seat. When I press it, then the seat will go like this. Press here for the television. I press here for this different control panel for back seats. Yeah. Hey. God was inviting me for all these, but I, I, I was about to refuse it. Now I don't think I was about to refuse it. You may be about to refuse it. When I, I arrive at one of the most beautiful, I think probably the most beautiful airport in Asia. I was met at the, at, the, at the inside of the airport. Not outside. Inside of the airport. 
even when we came to Kenya, we were met inside. They, didn't, we, they were not waiting for us on the street. We were met inside. But this one was in Malaysia. I was met inside. And said I was passing on. Then I saw all the immigration like this. I said, no, 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 no. You are not going to immigration. Come to the side. When I got to the side, VIP. I went to sit down. Have some drinks. It's a banquet. But only that they will say, cross. Suffering. Die. That's how the invitation card is. Die for Jesus. But you can't change it. But not knowing that all this was included. Yeah. God hasn't taken anything away from me. God didn't take away Isaac from Abraham. He gave him more children. He gave him all Christians are children of Abraham. He had in mind more children than Abraham could ever have in his lifetime. More than one son. But he wanted to see whether he was a certain kind of person. So he said, come and give your child. But not knowing that he was inviting him to come and get a lot of... Are you not children of faith? Are you not children of Abraham? Don't we sing, Abraham's blessings are mine. Abraham's blessings are mine. I am blessed in the morning. I am blessed in the evening. Abraham's blessings are mine. One day I was driving in a bulletproof car in Colombia. My driver had a silver gun. Silver, not that the gun is silver, silver gun. And the silver gun was on the side with bullets. The windows are like this. Motorcycles on my left, motorcycles on my right. Presidential. I didn't know that I was being invited to a bank. I thought I was going to die. One day, I got to a certain airport. When I came out of the plane, I saw a soldier with a machine gun. And I said, ah, what is a soldier with a machine gun? doing here at the airport not at the outside inside but the, the door of the plane when I took two steps I think I was waiting for I think it was Pastor Richard or somebody when I took two steps I realized that the soldier with the gun was looking for me why? he was escorting me safely safely from the, the door of the plane towards the immigration I needed escort with machine guns you, you go to airport, nobody will even come and look for you. Immigration will put you into the side and go, go for inter- interrogation. You have a visa for here. I say it's a banquet. Did you hear me? I say it's a banquet. I say it's a banquet. God, what God is calling us to, when He said, be a preacher, be a missionary, go into the old world. Become a shepherd. Become a pastor. Do the work of... It's the secret I'm telling you. I don't know whether God is even happy with me that I'm revealing the thing to you like that. I'm showing you that the thing is actually a banquet. Yeah. A lot of people have refused the call of God. They are thinking of something else. And not knowing that behind it all, God had a great banquet for you. He has planned things for you. When Jesus was giving stories where he was talking about people coming to him, 
to work for it. He will use things like a feast, a marriage feast, ten virgins, this and that and that, virgins, feasts, banquets, all the time. Virgins. Joy. Peace. Yes. That's what God is calling you for. He's not calling you to destroy you. Idahosa said something years ago. He said, God has not reduced me. He said, God did not call me to reduce me or to demote me. Everybody say, I have not been reduced. I have not been demoted. Amen. God has not called you to reduce you. God has not called you to demote you. He didn't call you to reduce, to strip, strip you down and make you into nothing. When I called Ida to come and sing, I wasn't calling her to reduce her. No. When she first came to sing, I told her, all these singing programs you go, when, when they are doing programs, you see, joyful way singing, so and so is launching a program. Then you, before you see her, then she gave herself a new name. Hey, she had a singing name. Singing name, it's just like singers have names. Hey, featuring, then she, she will be, she was joining them, singing, going to do recordings. Hey. So when she I said, hey, you have to stop all those things. Concentrate. Really? I said, yeah, yeah, you can't go for all these programs again. Go, you can't go and sing there again. Yeah. Lose. Huh? Lose it. You can't. Because it's not compatible with what we are doing. Then I get her some other songs which she has not been singing before. Hey! Quiet time! Sing that one, let me hear how it goes. Quiet time! One day she was singing, my wife asked me, do you think people like such songs? It's like I'm forcing the girl to sing songs that a, a, a good singer is now being forced to spoil her singing. Oh! When my wife said that I was angry, I said she will sing it. It's those quiet times. Quiet times. Come on. They are so precious to me, to me. That's when you tell me those secret things. And all that you want me to be, it's those quiet times, quiet times, alone together, just you and me. That's when I tell you that I love you. And you remind me that you love me too. Together there is nothing that we can do. No, they can take them away from me. Oh no, they can take them away from me. It's those quiet times. Quiet times, 
day or night, it's all right with me. My doubts and my fears, they seem to disappear. Just because you are with me, it's those quiet times, quiet times. They put that sparkle right back in my eyes. That's when I tell you that I love you. And you remind me that you love me too. Together there is nothing that we can't do. No, they can't take them away from me. Oh, no. They can't take them away from wow. me. But you see, she didn't know that one day she'll be singing it to lions and elephants and other antelopes in Kenya. Yes. When God is saying, don't sing it to this well, here and here. Not knowing that God has planned yeah, it's actually a promotion. It's actually, it's actually it's something. Yeah. Do you love it? When we were on a bus, recently we were on a bus on an aeroplane. We, we took the bus from here to the Lolo plane. The Lolo plane was here and then the bus was here. Hey! She was singing. A white man came to her and said, I need you to sing for me. Yeah. yeah. The guy had heard us singing. Someone been singing at the beginning of the airport. And I said, you can't just be singing. Then the man went and brought a rose. He took the rose from where? From his girlfriend. <laughs> he loved her singing. So I said, look, the guy has given you a rose. So she looked at me. She looked at me. What you do? I said, okay. And I told her, sing it. Sing what you sang for them. Soon and very soon, we are going to see the king. Soon and very soon, we are going to see the king. The whole bus was full. Soon and very soon, we are going to see the king. Everybody was listening. Hallelujah, hallelujah. We are going to see the king. Send no more crying there. We are going to see the king. No more crying there. We are going to see the king. No more crying there. We are going to see the king. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We are going to see the king. No more crying there. We are going to see the king. All the people were listening. No more crying there. It was, it was, we are going to see the king. In the, the black and dark night. In the twilight. No more crying Ash. there. We are going to see the king. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We are going to see the king. Oh, oh, no more 
sorrow that we are going, are going to see the King. King. Oh, no more sorrow that we are going to see the King. No more sorrow that we are going to see the King. Hallelujah, hallelujah, we are going to see the King. So should there be any rivers we must cross? Should there be any mountains we must climb? God will supply all the strength that we need to give us grace till we reach the other side. We have from every nation God knows each one of us by name Jesus took his blood and he washed our sins yes he washed them all and there are some of us who have laid down our lives but we all shall live again on the other side oh soon and very soon we are going to see the king. Oh, 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 soon and very soon we are going to see the king. Oh, 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 soon and very soon we are going to see the king. Hallelujah, hallelujah, we are going to see the king. Oh, oh, no more crying there. We are going to be no more crying there. There'll be no more crying there. We are going to see the king. Oh, 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 no more crying there. We are going to see the king. Hallelujah, hallelujah. We are going to see the king. Hallelujah, hallelujah, we are going to see the King. Wow. Yeah, but she didn't know that, don't go and sing here, don't go and sing here, meant, come and sing here, it's a